From the Praise Light Media Studios in Panorama City, California, this is Anchor LA. It's Tuesday, the 26th of September, 2017. Iranian state television released video footage Friday claiming to show the launch of a new type of medium-range ballistic missile a few hours after it was displayed during a military parade in Tehran. But it turns out that Iran never fired a ballistic missile. This according to Fox News, which went on to state that the video released by the Iranians was more than seven months old, dating back to a failed launch in late January, which resulted in the missile exploding shortly after liftoff. This comes as words escalate between the two arguing world leaders of the U.S. and North Korea, and language heats up in no semblance of diplomacy or professionalism and all semblance of rash bluffs bluffs that could be called or escalate at any moment. UN Resolution Number 2231, put in place days after the Iran nuclear deal was signed, calls on the Islamic Republic not to conduct ballistic missile tests, but does not forbid them from doing so after Russia and China insisted on the watered-down language in order to pass the resolution. Well, we've all had to use it, Control-Alt-Delete. When our computer freezes, gets slow, or even on some newer systems, change a password, sign out, or lock the PC. But it wasn't always meant to be that way. Last Wednesday, Bill Gates admitted he'd wished he'd made the command a single button on the keyboard. Previously, Bill Gates had explained that IBM programmers in the 1980s were partly responsible for the unuser-friendly mishap but IBM keyboard designers didn't want to give Microsoft a designated key for the command, which at that time was used as an immediate reboot command for the PC. Even so, the three-key reboot procedure was never meant to be used by the general public. Rather, IBM programmers set up the command to create the instant Windows reboot while they developed software and the placement of the keys Control, Alt, and Delete were intentionally far apart, so as not to allow any accidental reboots. The internal feature, however, was unintentionally revealed to the public when early game and software producers found the command in an IBM reference manual, and the rest is history. Microsoft no longer uses the key command as a means to instantly reboot, yet it still lives on, giving us all easy access to the task manager. In 1965, a team of researchers at the University of Florida set out to discover a feasible means to replenish both the carbohydrates that the school's athletes burned and the combination of water and electrolytes that they lost during sports activities. They came up with a beverage which seemed to do just that, consisting of a mixture of water, sodium, sugar, potassium, phosphate, and lemon juice. Ten players on the University of Florida football team, the Florida Gators, tested the drink during practices and games in 1965, and the tests were deemed successful. The Florida Gators credited the new drink, Gatorade, as having contributed to their first Orange Bowl football win over the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets in 1967, at which point the drink gained major traction within the athletic community. 
The University of Florida researchers initially considered naming their product Gatorade, Aid spelled A-I-D, but they ended up going for the name Gatorade as spelled today, since using A-I-D in the name would mean that if the drink were ever to be marketed, proof would be needed that it had a clear medicinal use and clinical tests would need to be performed. So they opted with the commercialized name and Gatorade was born. In its early years, the Gatorade brand consisted of a single product line, Gatorade Thirst Quencher which was produced in liquid and powder form under two flavor variants, orange and lemon-lime. These remained as the only two flavor options for nearly 20 years until the addition of the fruit punch flavor in 1983, and several other flavors in subsequent years as well as different drinks, such as Gatorade Rain and G2. As distribution of Gatorade expanded outside of the U.S., localized flavors were introduced to conform to regional tastes and cultural preferences, among other factors. For example, blueberry is available in Colombia, and in Brazil, a pineapple flavor of Gatorade is sold. In Australia, flavors include Antarctic Freeze and Wild Water Russ. Originally produced and marketed by Stokely Van Camp, the Gatorade brand was purchased by the Quaker Oats Company in 1987, which in turn was bought by PepsiCo in 2000, becoming Pepsi's fourth largest brand worldwide. As the number one sports drink by annual retail sales in the United States, Canada, Mexico, Italy, Argentina, Brazil, Venezuela, Colombia, Indonesia, and the Philippines, Gatorade is also becoming the leading sports drink in Korea and Australia. That just makes me mad. These are words we may hear or say a lot, especially in the world of politics or when others frustrate us. And sometimes we may chalk it up to righteous anger when we feel convicted about our outburst. But what is this righteous anger and what is unrighteous anger? The great 18th century preacher and theologian Jonathan Edwards had a daughter with an uncontrollable temper and anger. One day a man asked Jonathan Edwards for his daughter's hand in marriage, but much to his surprise he said no. The man was crushed. But I love her and she loves me, he pleaded. That makes no difference, Edwards replied. She isn't worthy of you. But she is a Christian, isn't she? The man argued. Yes, said Edwards, but the grace of God can live with some people with whom no one else could ever live. Now that may sound really harsh, but Jonathan Edwards knew that the presence of selfish anger indicates the absence of genuine love. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 13 that love is not provoked. It isn't given to sudden outbursts of emotion or action. It doesn't respond in anger to offenses committed against it. True love for others is only known by those who know Christ, and true love doesn't get angry when personally attacked or maligned. Sadly, today's culture teaches us to fight for our personal rights and retaliate when we don't get what we think we deserve. This has produced a generation that is entirely self-focused, without true love, full of greed, and one that seeks only after immediate personal comfort and success. 
and it has produced a generation willing to viciously destroy anyone or anything that stands in the way of these pursuits. In a devotional on anger, Pastor John MacArthur encourages us as believers to resist such influences by focusing on our spiritual duty rather than our rights. If we expect nothing from the world, we won't be angered or disappointed when nothing comes. Remember that true love always bears up under personal attacks. Now anger over sin and its consequences, that is righteous indignation and that is something that biblical Christians are expected to have. When Jesus drove the merchants and money changers out of the temple in John 2, he was genuinely angry because God's house was being defiled. In the same way, it's right for us to be angry when others are mistreated or when God and his word are misrepresented or slandered. Don't be angry when things don't go your way or your ideas, agendas, or so-called rights are attacked. Remember that God is the giver of every good and perfect gift. And like James 4 charges us, let us humble ourselves before God and God will exalt us at the proper time. Thanks for listening to Anchor LA on Twitter at Anchor LA Podcast and Facebook.com slash Anchor LA, where you can find links and information to certain topics we cover in the podcast. Contact us anytime with questions or comments or call into our show directly on the Anchor app for Android and iPhone with input or suggestions for the show. We'd always love to hear from you until next time. From Panorama City, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Anchor LA.